before we go to 269, what did you guys think of Manal Cop and I'm the guy who I'm pretty sure is a deep fake, Zalgus Zamagulhag? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. His <laughs> pictures and the video—he looks like a deepfake. No. I'm not saying he is one. I'm saying he's he looks like one. He's like, dude, were you computer generated? I think you were computer. If you generated. look at Aaron, pull him up. When you look at the pictures of him, he looks like a deepfake. How do you spell the, his? Look at. Tell me. Come on. <laughs> he's a deepfake. <laughs> Look at look at the From picture this of picture him. as well. It's that is not his body, right? That is a fake face on a body. That's an Asian man's face with a black man's nose and a white man's chest. And they were like, "Your name will be Zalgus." <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna question it, except right here on the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah. Hey, Azalgus Zamagalov, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast and explain how you were deepfaked in a lab. <laughs> Please do. Happy uh, early birthday, Dominic. <laughs> hey, thank, hey, and Ryan thanks, almost man. said thanks, but hope happy early birthday to Ryan, too. <laughs> Do thanks. we have the same birthday? Uh, no, but funny story. I'm pretty sure yours is uh, tomorrow. No? Saturday. Saturday. Oh, you got a good present. Yes, you did. Uh, so happy early birthday. Mine is the next... The following Sunday, the 19th. Oh, and a happy early birthday yeah. to you. And I walked into my office this morning, and guess what the admin ladies had done? Decorated my office with big old streamers and the happy birthday. And they show up, and I go, you know, it's not my birthday, right? <laughs> They're like, oh, we couldn't figure out if it was the 9th or the 19th. I was like, yeah, better err on the side of caution. And then spent the whole day on uh, Zoom meetings with people wishing me a happy birthday and <laughs> politely saying, thank you. It's, uh, it's not my birthday though. Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I don't think you can lie when, when I say that I up until probably last year have wished you a happy birthday on the wrong day for about 20 years. And it's only cause it's, it's the two days. It's a seven or a nine. They're both odd, you know, it, it's not a big fucking deal. Uh, trust me. <laughs> I, I appreciate sure. it all the same. Sure, sure isn't a big deal. I agree. It, it's not my birthday, but man, like uh, since the last time we were all together, uh, one of one of my bucket list items, y'all, is to see in person a UFC heavyweight title fight. And it's not my birthday, but. What did you do, Ryan? What did you do? Were you drunk? What did you do? 
No, I wasn't drunk. Does every decision <laughs> that comes to some surprise uh, coincide with intoxication? Maybe, but not in this instance. Um, we were talking about it for uh, on a few occasions. Oh, UFC 270 in Anaheim, which is oh. in the general vicinity of both Dominic and myself. Shocked, if you will. Yeah. A quick hop on the 91 to the 57 or 55, depending on which route you take. Uh, so, you know, I'm uh, uh, feeling pretty good and had some some spare cash flow. And I figured, you know what? That would be really cool to get everybody together to go. So then I just, you know, I bought three tickets. <laughs> so we're going to go. Fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> It would be cool. So I've never been to a UFC event and it's not one, but two title fights. And Oh, by the way, George Mosvidal might fight on that card. Yeah. If rumors are true against the rumor and definitely Greg Hardy. and his (laughs) Oh, Oh, hells yes. (laughs) And not only is it two title fights, it's probably you're, we're going to be witnessing like two, if not, three of the greatest champions ever in Cyril Gaon, who I will already put up there as greatest <laughs> Francis oh, wow. and Amanda. <laughs> like that's like such an incredible yeah. fight. So well no Amanda's fighting on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yes. Brandon Moreno and David uh, yeah, thank you. That'd uh, be even better. Oh my there is is there a better title fight to be in the building for than Gone and Ganu? I mean, they they talk a lot about, you know, at its best, heavyweight boxing is like a spectacle like no other. We're getting, you know, pretty much the same thing with just smaller gloves and more violence. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And I mean, Cyril Gaon basically is a heavyweight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he kickboxed, right? Is that right? Uh, Yeah. Yes. For a very brief amount of time and then transitioned to MMA and apparently does everything very, very well. Well, I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to go with you uh, guys. Literally, literally. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, and I mean, I was planning on being there already and funds were came through and my business trip is going through as planned. So I'm going to be there and I'm going to be there for two weeks after. So we're going to have to start planning some in-person episodes which will be awesome just better with better audio than the lot. yeah yeah i think one of our best we're gonna I have <laughs> we're gonna have some people we'll never know <laughs> do either of you do either of you want to guess the line on gone and gano francis and cyril Ooh, is it as it stands today if you haven't, haven't seen it i have not seen it is it a pick em? is it a minus oh, 110 Literally last, literally last week, Aaron and I talked about your ability to technically break down a fight, and then you just fucking drill that from from thirty five feet out. You're like, oh, is it a pick 'em? <laughs> yeah, it's it's an even minus one ten. So credit oh, to Aaron on that as well. What? That I wasn't was fucking even looking. impressive. Oh, God. I looked it yeah, up it, it both of them are minus one ten, <laughs> and that is tremendous now here's the thing i will say that is coming off the ufc's website your odds may vary depending on what you're looking at site you're looking at but on ufc.com both fighters at one negative minus wow. 110 wow uh brandon moreno davison figueredo you guys want to hazard a guess at that one uh, i do i do plus 240 on on brandon minus 
plus uh, sorry minus 240 no wait wait minus wait 240 on brand. I, I don't think it's going to be that heavy really i think it's probably closer to a minus 180 on moreno don't you are you looking no at i'm it? not i swear okay it's minus one set <laughs> that was good yeah very good i love that gone minus mm-hmm. 110 line i wonder what the props are love that <laughs> oh the props on that are gonna be so fun i'm gonna be uh, uh i'm not sure but if by any chance if we end up in vegas before uh maybe send money i was this close to be in there this weekend on accident did i tell you guys this no okay so this weekend 269 man Poirier Oliver, talk about another championship fight i'd fucking love to be there see um if not by the numbers as we look as we saw probably the greatest ufc championship fight by the numbers uh, in terms of finishers holy shit balls most finishes combined mm-hmm. most wins combined nutty shit um but my buddy had a he my friend had a business trip there and he was gonna take my friend just to kind of recharge he was in the dumps a little bit and uh it was a convention that would have been beneficial for me as well so we were both gonna just go and the convention was on friday and i told him if i won enough to buy a ticket to the fights the next day i was staying an extra night and staying and going to the fights <laughs> and um yesterday his wallet was stolen or lost and he couldn't go on the trip oh no and we were gonna book the tickets if they were less than a certain amount uh, on the plane and and shit didn't happen but at That's least i get fun. to talk about it with you guys and and frankly my anticipation for 270 is too big. I don't think I'd want to go to another event so soon. <laughs> I uh, I actually will be in Vegas before 270. So if we want to get a little skin on the game, we can Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Wellington Terman, who is the name champion, <laughs> is on the 270 card. And uh, 90s R&B star Trevin Giles is also on the card. It's 270 is just a, just fantastic. Mm-hmm. J- J- uh, Greg Hardy and Jared Cannonier. I almost said Dreg Cannon Hardy, which is the two of them together. Derek Brunson, right? There's there's talks of George. Ooh, if George were to times. fight on that card, where would, I mean, obviously main card, but where's he slotting in? Because Cannonier. If it's Kamzad, it's third, right? third from the top i mean yes uh yes although like the cannoneer brunson fight as a title eliminator for middleweight is great yep Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah i mean if if you're talking star power yeah you'd have to put uh chimaev and masvidal third just with all the gravitas behind cosma and you know uh masvidal is the name and people love him. He's got a pretty massive cult following. Yeah, Anaheim would show out for Jorge Masvidal. For sure. And like I think <laughs> does sorry to cut you off, Aaron. Does Cannoneer or Brunson winner get a, a title shot, you think? I think so. The only thing, right? Since we're t- already talking about Cosmot and and Masvidal, I mean, I think we would all probably agree that we would heavily favor Cosma in that fight, even though Stanny would be pretty compelling. Um, 
But ground game wise, you got to give that to Cosmod, who was grappling for fun, right? <laughs> um, what's his face at middleweight? Oh, uh, yeah, a week or two after, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he just—I I feel like he's more well-rounded and Jack Hermanson. While they both Jack Hermanson, thank you, kick, kick the yes, shit out. That's of That's right. While they both have some pretty aggressive styles, I just think uh, there's more ways to win for Cosmod. Mm-hmm. But I think that to my original point is that. Cosmot, if he were to win in epic fashion against Masvidal, then you know the UFC has to give him a title shot, right? Just put him uh, in there at, at welterweight. Yes, I don't really, I don't see. Uh, why yeah, I'm not. trying to think of just like competitors, Gilbert, Gilbert Burns, or Leon Edwards, or Vicente Luque, but none of them are beating Kamaru and everyone. Else. Correct. Yeah, I mean Herbert lost or Gilbert. Sorry lost herbert <laughs> his brother would also lose to kamaro <laughs> yes, yeah very true i thought you were doing a Kobe Covington. Uh, kamaro, kamaro said uh that uh vincente was likely next right so i think i think that it would if it's not vincente next for him it would be vincente maybe next for cosmod maybe or is it's Canelo for for Camaro next? It's Canelo. Oh, don't <laughs> already. What are the odds on that? <laughs> That's his next fight. Um, negative one million for Canelo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Tyron. Yes. Well, here's the thing, Ryan. We didn't get to hear from you. The Kubrat Pulev uh, Frank Mir thing. It, it's not exactly. Canelo Kamaru Usman, but it, it is an example of what happens when like a practicing boxer gets in there with the UFC. Uh, you know what I mean? My God, man. Um, that was Dan Mergliata, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Just staring. Have you come over to my to my referees need to be better just, side? Just staring at him like, is he dead? Right? He's dead on his feet. Yeah. Walking literally staring right at him it, they, that <laughs> good god that man. was the motion capture for the original mortal Kombat game it was the it, that they fucking time travels real and you know what that fight yeah. is proof <laughs> that was that was so aggressive <laughs> it was so aggressive. well we're still unboxing so jake paul jake paul yeah yeah, yeah. You, jake paul tyron what are the thinkings so what's the deal? The the Fury guy has a viral infection or something? Bacterial infection? Something of that nature. Yeah, okay. And they, you know, I guess he was he he wasn't going to fight. They knew about it a couple days prior, so I think it gave Jake Paul's camp, you know, a couple days to kind of maximize with or or set, figure out what they could salvage from that. And it, it seemed pretty obvious like, "Hey, let's go back to Tyron." Uh, he was begging for a rematch. I mean, literally begging. I mean, maybe a strong word, but really wanting <laughs> a rematch. And now, yeah, I don't know. My my initial sentiment was, I, I just hope Tyron goes in there and just tries to knock his head off. However, uh, every time I say that, <laughs> Tyron just doesn't throw any punches. Right? His that, boxing match was pretty evident to that. That has been recent history. Yeah. And then MMA, the Vicente Luque fight, notwithstanding, who he came out fairly aggressive in the first couple of rounds, didn't throw a lot of punches and just allowed himself to get in there and take pictures and allow somebody to 
to act upon him first. Are you so? Are you then back on the 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 Jake Paul train? The what if you want to call this boxing? Which I mean, we're getting fucking close. If you and I I struggle with it, but are you back on the train? Uh, that's a that's a, that's a strong statement. I don't know if there is a train. Okay, but I think he beats Tyron again because he's probably been con- training consistently. And then I'd love to see him go in there against somebody that has what we would consider boxing skills, but also the willingness to exchange. Whereas I don't think he's had both of those things in any of his fights prior to that. I, he's had some people that are willing to exchange, and then he's had some people that have some boxing prowess, but are not that type of fighter to initiate initiate that type of uh fighting or I, boxing exchange. i think that tyron has one extreme advantage extreme okay, before you say it and i'm not okay. going to step on it i i also think that and i'm curious to hear if we think the same thing you think that jake paul will win again or that that tyron has uh, a big advantage i could, okay so to in in the spirit of a fair discussion i i think if i was picking i'd have to pick jake paul but i do think there is an advantage that tyron yeah. has and i'm curious to hear if you and, and i, I mean i think you're right about like him not showing up which are which is true and that's the big reason i would not want to pick him but there is a reason i want to pick him and i think i would rematch he has rematch experience he has a lot of rematch experience he and jake paul does not and I, I did, we haven't seen Jake Paul make adjustments like in this sort of fashion. Whereas Tyron faced Wonder Boy three fucking times and he had to adjust hardcore each time. And then even after that, he finished Darren Till. So like, like he, he if he can still f- focus energy after a loss um, for a rematch, then then he's he's got it to me i think if he if he has time now then then it's him and it's i think it would be fast first three rounds so i completely agree that's exactly what i was going to say not specifically the rematch part but that ability to make adjustments Mm -hmm. that may be the only thing he does better than jake paul at this point when now if they were wrestling or something obviously it's a different story, but in in a boxing match, Tyron's however many years of experience, what knocking on the door of twenty at this point. When did he start wrestling in college? He's been a combat sports competitor for a very long time, and he's had to make a lot of adjustments throughout his career, which Jake Paul simply hasn't. Right? Jake Paul's never even really been hit. <laughs> Jake Paul's never been pressed. He's never really been challenged. And even in their first fight, when Tyron. Yeah kind of would press him Tyron would back off right we talked about that everyone talked about that so if Tyron can adjust to Jake Paul I think he's got a better shot but I still would have trouble picking him I I I just wouldn't bet on it I I I don't know we haven't seen good Tyron in a long time (laughs) I'm so Tyrone re Tyrone re (laughs) oh no Ooh, game night is uh, checking. Nope, they're going. They're just going live. That's all. Oh shit! 
Well, thanks for talking about that, guys. Uh, as you can see, I brought up our agenda, but I'm going to flip the two things at the beginning because Sergio Pettis defeating Haraguchi uh, at Bellator this past weekend was a sight to behold. It was what I say all the time, Ryan and Dom, the art part of martial arts. Because <laughs> holy fucking balls. He got dominated. Sergio Pettis lost every every moment of that entire fight, but landed a Showtime move with that spinning back fist and, and knocked him out. And he was a plus 600 on some, some sites. Fuck me, man. Go him. It was a beautiful thing. What happens now with their Grand Prix? Because sure. now they're going to do a Grand Prix. Does he win it? Yeah. Does Horaguchi come out? Because I, I think Horaguchi takes that shit back. He's too good. Uh, I think you're right in terms of Horaguchi having a better chance of like winning that Grand Prix. I, I actually am pretty stoked that uh, for that Grand Prix, it's like really probably competitive fights no, ha- no matter how you you draw up the bracket, which I don't think they've announced yet. They just announced the names. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Horiguchi was winning until he wasn't, right? It was one perfectly <laughs> timed, perfectly timed spinning back fist. I, I don't recall seeing a spinning back fist in some time landing that perfectly, <laughs> like as a flash KO, right? Because he was out. <laughs> yeah. He was just he was out. No follow-up punches required. Uh-huh. Um, didn't we see one in the UFC not that long ago? There was, but it was nowhere near as clean. I feel like there was some did. ground and pound yeah, involved. Yeah, uh, I can't recall uh-huh. it either, but I know you're talking about one that was recent. But I not that, that clean, though, and that it was scary. That was a walk-off. It was scary. That was a walk-off. Yeah. That's what Sean O'Malley wants to do, <laughs> but can't ever pull it off. <laughs> he wants to pull off that walk-off where he can just turn around, right, and be like, it's over. I mean, that didn't happen with Sergio. He went up there and then pulled back, which was awesome, by the way, to have that sort of uh, awareness that, hey, I don't need to punch this guy in the face. He's, it's done. But uh, it was a beautiful thing. I think bantamweight in Bellator, much like the UFC, is extremely competitive, one through however many people, right? In bantamweight, there's, you can go... Now, we, we've had this discussion before, but you could probably go one to 10 and it'd be very competitive on any given night as to who would potentially, who could potentially win. Yeah. Uh, and I feel well, the same. That was, that was only made more true by how yeah. good Aldo looked. Dude. And I listened to last week's episode. You guys are very kind. <laughs> um, thank you for that. But I would have said, I would have said the exact same thing that I thought Font would have pressured him put the jab in front of his face all five rounds and would have won a decision. And that is definitely not what happened. Now, the first round played out exactly how I thought it was going to, but then his defense failed him, and Aldo showed a lot of poise in his ability to, to find the space, and then when he had the opportunity, he didn't miss. And then from there, Font was just, he wasn't the same. And then the 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 turning point right in the third round aldo was able to start landing leg kicks which if you if you think of i think back to the fight with piotr Jan and the first two rounds 
he was landing some heavy, heavy leg kicks. But then it seemed like he lost some steam and wasn't throwing the kicks in this fight. He didn't throw any kicks until the third round, and then it was done. He was done after that once he started those throwing those kicks. I that this do we see a Aldo second reign for a period, maybe one or two fights? Does he get up and, and fight Moreno? Or not Moreno, I'm sorry. Um Jan, thank Jan. you. I want to see I want I actually want to see him fight TJ. You want to see him fight TJ? I just TJ? don't know. Yeah. Nice. I don't think he can beat Really? I think that Aldo beats yeah. TJ. I don't think TJ can I, beat Peter Young. I, he, you, you may be right about that. They may be like a weird hmm. triangle because I think, I think uh, Aldo probably has a shot against Jan. I guess they all have a shot against each other. That's a silly thing to say. I have, I have completely gotten on the TJ train, and I think to beat him, you have to damn near kill him. <laughs> and we didn't see Corey Sandhagen do that. Now Jan will knee you in the head when you're on your knees, so maybe he will kill him. Hey, it's a possibility. Uh, <laughs> Do you would you pick Aldo against Dillashaw right now? Yes, I would. Assuming assuming everyone's 100% I would. Healthy. I would. Yeah. After that, and you know what's you know what's funny is that it's not crazy. Dillashaw is older than Aldo. <laughs> that is one of the weirder things because it feels like Aldo's been around. <laughs> yes. Oh shit! This this uh, if I can transition into the rest of the card because I think we well and good covered that, yeah. gentlemen. Uh, this last card was a treat. I gotta say um especially the main uh for the fight night i'll just breeze through chris curtis knocking out brandon allen awesome way to go but fucking a clay guida (laughs) what the hell is that how do we how do we okay (laughs) i love clay guida uh and his belching i hope you liked the intro of last week I okay good uh yeah but uh what'd you guys think you know what it, i thought i think you, you jumped think up thought? and cheered no no why, why didn't they stop the fight when he was getting the shit hey, kicked out of peterson <laughs> i thought you were no nonsense he was getting the fuck beat out of him get in there oh, that's hilarious it's just it's just dumb i i it's hard for me to say santos actually lost that fight i understand i understand Mm-hmm. but he had him stop twice there were two separate times where he looked at he looked at keith peterson and was like i'm gonna keep going <laughs> it was ridiculous it was <laughs> i mean shout out clay guida i guess but geez uh there was a very interesting matchup that i saw for clay next that was a fun one uh another older generation bantamweight i think it was she fight bantamweight Anyway, no, he fights uh, light, lightweight. It was a right? good one. All I remember is that it was a good one. If I remember, I'll we'll come back to it. But uh, the man, the only thing I wish had happened in the Jamal Hill and Jimmy Crute contest is if Jamal Hill had managed to somehow punch off Jimmy Crute's fucking stupid mullet. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, the mullet's on the way back. Man. <laughs> I don't like it any more than you do, but it's coming back. It's coming back, and then before you know it, we're going to have rat tails again. Oh, I don't know about that. 
And what do you mean again? <laughs> you, you don't you don't remember that that brief period of time in the late eighties, early nineties, yep. where the rat tails were I prevalent. I do, but I never have. I never had. So one. when you say we're going to us, have them, I don't know. We are going. To. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have guessed that none of us had them because we're normal functioning human beings. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about normal functioning that's that's subjective functioning then at least <laughs> uh uh and then uh man Rafael fizayev uh and brad riddell uh i mean fizayev is this guy i mean he called out hasbala in his last win <laughs> who's one eighth his size and then he called out vince vaughn yeah. uh who was sitting ringside <laughs> at this one yes, which is was. also great and is much and bigger is than much him. bigger than him and uh-huh. uh and wow great fucking knockout another guy up there that's going to be exciting to watch he's got a v in his name so i'll bet on him that that was a perfect spinning uh-huh. kick. speaking of walk-offs um i guess they're buddies they're like training buddies and the fight kind of looked like they they had some pretty good understanding of each other's style until until, until, until foot connected with until Raddell but... was too tense and didn't see <laughs> that right. that change in footwork. No, it's interesting because uh, Raddell was the Muay Thai coach at Tiger Muay Thai, and he left that camp, and Fizayev took his spot as the as the yes, Muay Thai coach. That's right. But they, I mean, they sparred probably you would assume every day, right? Or at least saw each other move around every single day. Mm-hmm a more difficult fight in, in in some ways uh before we go to 269 what did you guys think of manal cop and i'm the guy who i'm pretty sure is a deep fake zalgas uh, i'm sorry his pictures and the video he looks like a deep fake no. i'm not saying he is one i'm saying he looks like one he's like dude were you computer generated i think you were computer if you generated. look at aaron pull him up when you look at the pictures of him he looks like a deep well, how do you spell the, his his face is just a slightly different shade <laughs> and it, of of color than the rest of his body and it looks like it's been expertly photoshopped onto it actually it really 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 does ah oh, god damn it where is it uh i just want to know what race uh, he is. zuma gulab was from kazakhstan right yeah yeah. Yeah. Have you ever you ever been to Kazakhstan? Can't say that I've sure had the pleasure. It's a real place. No, but I, I've seen <laughs> it on a map. <laughs> uh, Manel Kopp, though, dude, that guy is yeah. fast. Yes. He is so fast and, uh, is supremely confident. I mean, he should be. He, he's got serious skills, but that is somebody to watch out for at that weight class. That's, that's an up and comer right there. He is a guy, so they've got him 14 now, <laughs> and I feel like that might, look at, tell me, come on. <laughs> He's a deep fake. <laughs> look at, look at the From picture, this picture of him. as well. It's, that is not his body, right? That is a fake face on a body. That's an Asian man's face with a black man's nose and a white man's chest 
and they were like, your name will be Zalgus. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to question it, except right here on the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah. Hey, Zalgus Zamagalov, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast and explain how you were deep faked in a lab. <laughs> Please do. Manel Kopp, come on the, the Pretty Neat Podcast, yeah. too. I am on the Manel Kopp train. I think he could be top 10 very, mm-hmm. very soon. And uh, he's he's got guy who just holds on to the belt for a long time or like wins it and then loses it and then wins it and then loses it and then goes up a weight class and then comes back down and then has like a PED scandal. <laughs> He's got all those things. Yeah. I think, I think baked in. I'm and all Zuma, for it. Let, let's get on the Manel And Zuma Gulov was a high prospect also. Like, I mean, I know he was the underdog, but he was, yeah, he's computer generated, <laughs> so they, they just buffed his stats. <laughs> uh, I liked no? it. Okay. Yep, they did. They did. We've got. Uh... You heard it here first. <laughs> I I got the PNP picks ready for for this, and I've and I've used the UFC betting odds as the resource. Um, I didn't put all the mm-hmm. fights on here, uh, but why don't we just talk about them all really quick, and then we'll go through some picks. But like. Starting on the fucking early prelims, I mean Ryan Hall is on the early prelims. Love it. So is Miranda Maverick. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a crazy. I don't know why I feel compelled to tell you guys that. And Alex Perez and Matt Schnell. That's number four versus number nine on the early prelims. That's good. That that's how you know it's a good card. Uh, yeah. Are you guys early prelims guy? I like the early prelims. Yep. I, I love early prelims for doing DraftKings because you usually are able to pick some people that are definitely going to win via stoppage. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they like to do some some pretty wide <laughs> some pretty wide spreads on the earlier fights. I like it because even before the pandemic, there was way less people in the crowd. And for your early prelims, you could hear everything, like all the coaches and all that yeah. stuff. And that just made it way more fun. Uh, when we're there at 270, I you you guys know we're going to be there for nine hours, 10 hours. Like, oh, 100%. Like, I, I'm, all the booths, we're going to be drunk before we walk in. I mean, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a scandal. Let me tell you. Uh, yes amazing fights and then the prelims i mean dominic cruz is on the prelims that's i mean what do we got here <laughs> yeah he's not happy about it but he's <laughs> right you could just see his you just see his face right i'm fighting Didn't where he take a shot at dc i think he did <laughs> something about how he doesn't prepare for his broadcasting mm-hmm. duties i think the only thing that dc prepares for is using the telestrator <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's about it. Everything else is off the cuff. And and that just chews at the core of the person that Dominic Cruz is, who has yeah. all details and fight history ready to go. Mm-hmm. And you can just see it. He's uh, internally battling himself every time, right? Just like, keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> keep your fucking mouth shut. Mm-hmm. All right, just scowl, scowl. But uh, but yeah, he's he's a good commentator. He's definitely... I think he's got maybe two more fights left as a fighter, this being one of them. I think Pedro puts him away, um, even though Dominic Cruz has superior footwork. Uh, however, when you put it out there, right, there's there's certain things. When you put out your 
secret to success, right? Where he has all these footwork videos on how he uses his footwork in his perky jerky <laughs> style. Um, people pick it up. <laughs> people are going to pick it up. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't evolve, right. As a fighter and continue to evolve, uh, people are going to pick it up. And I just feel like if Pedro paid anyone more than whatever the subscription is to Dominus Cruz's program, he got ripped off. <laughs> right. And this is the guy who, who went and fought Aldo. He lost, but he, I mean, he was giving it to Aldo just as much as, as he was taking it from him. And I don't think Dominic Cruz at, is as dynamic of a striker as Jose Aldo is. Um, no, I don't. Uh, think so. so, I think Pedro puts it on him. To be quite honest. So for for Munoz, uh, loss to Aldo, he beats Rivera, lose loses to Edgar, loses to Sterling, beats Garbrandt. He's been more active than Dominic Cruz, and and fought some pretty high level mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. And you know what? We say that, at least I say that sort of thing a lot on this show, and I have no idea if there's any statistical bearing for it. But uh, uh, Dominic Cruz has Henry Cejudo in May of 2020. Before that, December 2016. My goodness. When Cody Garbrandt embarrassed him. And then... Uh, Didn't you fight uh, Casey uh, Kenny? He, yes, I was Casey's Kenny's first name was escaping me. Uh, he did fight him and beat him in March of this year in a split decision. Yeah, that was a close fight. And Casey Kenny at is two fifty nine is an yeah. up and coming fighter, but I don't think he's at the same level of Pedro Munoz. And I, I definitely don't think he has as much um, punching power as Pedro Munoz. Yeah, has I have not been watching Embedded yet. I am going to. Is has Dominic Cruz been featured on it? Uh, not not very much. Uh, they're definitely not following him around. More main card. He's been in passing. Okay. Uh, he talked about you know coming off injuries and and how that's a, a disadvantage he has. Uh, but like like you just kind of touched on Pedro Munoz Munoz's record. Like he he knocked out Cody, who outstruck Dominic Cruz. I mean that's MMA math, right? Yes. But you if you can outstrike Dominic Cruz, you can beat Dominic Cruz. Like that's what it comes down to with him. So I, Cody Garbrandt was doing push-ups during that fight. At one point. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we'll see. We will see. But uh, I think Pedro's gonna mm-hmm. gonna talk and knock it out myself. And then Josh Emmett's coming back off of a a pretty long staycation, and I'm very excited because I like Josh Emmett, and I think it shows him a lot of respect that they kept him at number seven uh, after such a long time. Cause he's been an actor for over a year and a half. Um, and for him to be still there, I think is, is a lot of respect, especially in the featherweight uh, weight class. Um, I'm excited to see him back. I think he's going to crush Dan Ige. Uh, you think he's going to crush Dan Ige? I do. I think he's going to crush Dan Ige and it'll probably, he'll finish it before the end. I don't think it will go to decision crush i don't disagree with you at how it's going to end because i feel like dan ige's willingness to exchange plays into his strength because he has so much power as a featherweight um i I can't remember but the fight that comes to mind 
where Josh Emmett was essentially losing mm-hmm. most of the fight and knocked the guy out in the third yep. round because the guy just kept coming at him. You cannot continue to stand in front of him and expect yourself to come out of there without any type of serious injury or loss of consciousness. So um, I agree with you. I think Josh Emmett is going to win and I think it will be a finish, but I don't expect it to be like total domination. I think it's going to be one of those things where over time mm-hmm. the damage is done, but it'll be a, it'll be a nice back and forth. Yeah. Cool. Then we, then we get the yep. dope ass main card. Amazing main card. It's, it's a killer yeah. main card. Dom, what do you think about our kickoff fight? Uh, weren't you and I talking or was this just a thing I was thinking to myself that I should say? We're going to find out, I think, a little bit more about who Sean O'Malley is in yeah. this fight. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that last week. Yeah. Okay. And I'm I'm pretty interested to be in audience for that. Is that the right way to say, even though it's on TV? I, I am intrigued by Sean O'Malley. I was not impressed by his by his mm-hmm. last fight. I, I do think the referee should have stopped it. Yeah. It was ludicrous the amount of times <laughs> that poor kid got hit. But again, coloring book. Yeah. But also, Sean O'Malley, I, I think a lot of other guys in that division finished that fight pretty quickly. And and we'll see. I don't know much about Julian Paiva. Julian Paiva, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. I'm sure it's Paiva. Um Sean O'Malley should win. He lands 8.25 strikes per minute, and his opponent absorbs 4.9. Of course, that 8.25 is pretty significantly driven up by his last fight, but even still, uh, all the numbers show Sean O'Malley winning this fight. I, I don't, I don't see the argument for Paiva, but I let's see. He last fought. Uh, oh, he fought Deep Fake Zamagulov uh, in July of 2020 and beat him by unanimous decision. And also beat a gentleman with the last name Phillips on a UFC fight night just huh. back this July. So, huh? I, I mean, I, I agree with you that on on paper the math just says Sean wins this and um and should have a number next to his name now. Uh, I think it's going to show his respect for some experience here. Like, I mean, Julian Pive is twenty one and three. That that's definitely nothing to laugh at. It's twice, it's practically almost twice as many fights as Sean has. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Sean O'Malley and, and what happens here. He's such an anomaly. Like I, I, people showboat, but like he show ships. He show ships. He yes. Show, ships. show yachts. <laughs> he. Which is a showboat, yeah. if you think about it. And it's <laughs> like the yacht yeah. thing shot. I, I, I don't. Would you pick Sean O'Malley in this? Would you bet on him? He's not like a super heavy favorite. Minus three twenty is not ludicrous. I'd have to prop on that, but I'd have to look at the props really. So I guess we'll we'll see. Okay. Then we have Kai Kara France. No, 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 we're not. We're just not going to ask Ryan's yeah. opinion on that fight. <laughs> okay. 
This is I actually I actually want to hear it because this is one of those ones that I feel like he's oh, gonna no, nail. Please, yes. Tell me how to bet. Uh it's gonna go Sean O'Malley via decision. Sean O'Malley is very precise as a striker. Obviously, uh Mr. Paiva. <laughs> Uh, yeah. of also first name, uh, which I will not say, uh, appears to be more of a striker as well. They both have less than one takedown attempt average uh, per five minutes. So not a whole lot of grappling going on. So it's going to be more of a kickboxing exchange. I have no idea if, if Paiva is going to be trying to bring it in close for clinching, which if he is more, He's definitely the shorter fighter, so you'd assume that he's probably not going to be stronger. I don't know. That's an assumption. But I definitely see it as a as a decision because I don't I don't see Sean O'Malley knocking people out with like one hitter quitters. It's more of a, a volume effect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how that's gonna go. He, to your point, is a showboater, a show yachter. Uh which is bigger than a showboater because it's a yacht. And uh, he's always looking to be flashy, right? And he tries to call a shot, and that is part of the intrigue behind him is because so far he's been able to deliver on most of those things. So I I think he's going to win. I have a personal problem with him. Just I, I just... If you think you're a really good fighter, you should fight good fighters, good respected fighters to prove yourself, as opposed to saying, I'm not going to do that under my current contract. Um, and I think we've talked about that in the past. I just, at, at some point, you're, you're going to have to prove prove yourself. And fighting these so, fringe top 15 is is not doing that. I I completely agree. The only thing I slightly disagree about, but I really don't know what the comparison would be, is like when a, a football player holds out. I guess the difference is they hold out and don't play at all. It's not like they're like, oh, well, I'll play against the Bears, but I'm not going to play against Tampa Bay. <laughs> right, which is kind of what O'Malley is doing. He's, he's if, if a football player holds out, they just don't play against anyone. Right. And so until they get said contracts, so I guess, I guess I, it's not an exact comparison, but I think I do agree with you. And if anything, the U, the way the UFC works is you, but so does the NFL, you, you prove it and then get Fuck. paid. Yeah. And the UFC has kind of played into this as well because. Yeah. Manel cop 14, man. Yeah. But aren't you. Oh, this is. This is the UFC's fault, Ryan. I completely the agree. The that... into it because they, they've allowed him to fight these exactly. people. Exactly. Whether they've done anything wrong or not is for them to decide. So, so when I say fault, I don't mean in a bad way. I just mean this is because of the way they run their business. And they don't need Sean O'Malley. He needs them. Mm-hmm. Look at what I'm looking at. <laughs> Paiva's not ranked anymore. <laughs> you... He went off oh, the rankings weird. after last week. <laughs> so Sean's not even fighting somebody fucking ranked anymore. <laughs> it's because Manel. They're it's, fighting it's because at, of Manel. Bantamweight. Yeah, it's Manel. And, and those are the, what is, what is that lightweight? Is, bantamweight. Uh, featherweight? What is that? No, the, the one you're looking no, at. Bantamweight's yeah. over here, sorry. 
Yeah, but you were looking at the at the flyway. Yeah, he's still not you. on there. He still went down. He's still not there. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, You're right. He still went down. He's not. <laughs> he's not ranked anymore. Anyway, I I hope that he puts on a fucking show and it gets him ranked. <laughs> yeah. To your point, there's a reason why he's on the pay per view card as yep. an unranked bantamweight fighter, because he's people people want to see him yeah. fight. Kaikar France, Cody Garbrandt, Flyrate debut. Stoked for this one. Uh, Cody looks good on Embedded. I gotta say, I'm. Does we'll he? see Wayans. Uh, I'm very curious how he's gonna look at Wayans, but he looks healthy. He looks healthy to me. Uh, not the super. I mean, TJ looked like garbage during Embedded. He he looked dead. Mm-hmm. So, I I think. I think Cody's gonna gonna take this one. I, I didn't initially, but now I I kind of do after watching Embedded. Would you say that one of Cody's biggest strengths is his hand speed? No. No. Yeah. I yeah. Would. Yeah. I would. I would. I would say more so his timing. Do you think that hand speed? And associated timing, because that's part of it as well, will have as much as much effect going down to flyweight, hmm. where everybody's super fast. We'll see. I could see a ver, and I'll I'll save my opinion on this until I actually do my bet. I could see so like hand speed, timing, power, right? It's like the triad, the triforce. Triforce. That's that's a Zelda reference for the kids at home. Um, I could see speed still being there. I can see power still being there, especially because he will hydrate back up and and probably be eight pounds heavier when he gets in the cage. And I don't know that you can say the same for France, who is a, a decent amount smaller than Cody is. He's four inches shorter. And what's the reach difference? Just one. Uh... Oh, he's longer. Yeah, yeah. His arms are a half an inch longer, but his his legs are shorter. His arms are four inches, three and a half inches longer. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That looked like an eight on my screen. Wow. No, you're right. Um, yeah, that's weird. uh Cody. If he's anyway, if Kai's jab is in order, and he watched the font fight. Cody's mm-hmm. fucked. <laughs> I think though, speed and timing can be there. I know speed and power can be there. I think timing is where we'll see a difference and that w- could yeah. be all the difference damn what do you think ryan yeah i'm excited to see cody garbrandt i think this could be uh a reinvigoration of his mixed martial arts career which has been because derailed right of late yeah we can all agree he's not in the bantamweight picture no. anymore unfortunately he ain't yeah exciting and it if he can, if he can realistically make that and continue to cut, make one of twenty-five relatively easy, and he's not, you know, seriously damaging himself because of that, then I'm excited to see that. It's a, it's a nice injection of a, a name, you know, talent uh, into that division where he could. They need that. Obviously, we're talking about Manel Cop in one twenty-five, who is number fourteen of somebody who could be potential title challenger, right? In a, fighting on the prelims of a fight, <laughs> yeah. fighting on the prelims. We need somebody like this to to inject themselves into the flyweight division, so that we can see more competition. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. What do you think about uh, 
Jeff hands a steal, Neil and Ponzinibbio. I mean, he just got arrested, right? <laughs> <laughs> With who? Jeff Santiago? Neal. Jeff Neal. Yeah. <laughs> Weapons charge. Yeah, he had a gun on him in his car. Uh, well, I think he's not in jail. Uh, so as far as I know, he's still fighting, but. Doesn't that, isn't that a distraction? Would you be distracted? I would be distracted. Yeah, I would I'd be, be pretty distracted, but I'd also be pretty pissed. <laughs> and you know, I love my Argentines. So I'm going Ponzinibbio on this one. Nice. I think Ponzinibbio is on his way back up too. And I, I just think hands of steel. Uh, yeah, he's, he's on a downward trend as evidenced by his last fight. And he fights out of, uh, Texas yeah, he fights out of Dallas. He's a Dallas guy. Listen to me. He's a Fortis. He's a Fortis MMA guy. And, uh, I think he lost to Mag Neil Magny before this. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah. And it was like not competitive. No. no, it was not. And I, and Jeff Neal is, uh, is that, that underdog who comes back. Uh, and so it's to me, he's not coming back anymore. I don't know what it is, but I, I like Ponzinibbio here also. I do. Yeah, me too. I like chimichurri sauce. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you don't like chimichurri? No, I do. I'm just I'm, I'm okay. emphasizing the love for chimichurri on some nice barbecued chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're looking at the co-main event of the evening where we're going to watch Juliana Pena become sacrifice of the year. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to feed her to a lion. It's going to be like when you're on Jungle Cruise and you pass by the lions and they go, oh, no, the zebra is just sleeping. That's going to (laughs) be Juliana Pena because I... (laughs) yeah that's not gonna happen what do you guys want to talk about for this one amanda nunez is a minus 1000 favorite now (laughs) it's it's insane i I find it funny you know juliana to her credit has been very confident about yeah she's never fought somebody like me to which amanda replied she's never (laughs) fought a lioness before (laughs) (laughs) and she's right if uh if she came in Right, they they talk about all these distractions. She's got a kid now. Um, you know how 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 many more times is she going to be able to cut to one thirty five? I don't think cutting to one thirty five is a problem for her. I don't either. Nope, I agree. I I just think this is a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And Juliana Pena's path to victory is pressure, ground and pound, and. And Don't Amanda Nunes has <laughs> good luck. She doesn't have a path to victory. She has a fucking ant farm to victory. Okay, <laughs> it's it's just it's so go that one. Uh, if Juliana Pena wins, one very lucky person in Vegas will be happy. <laughs> so Amanda, Amanda has been on a streak now, on that same, if I'm not mistaken, Cody Garbrandt Dominic Cruz card. When she punched the fuck out of Ronda Rousey, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Was that was that the same card? Yep, yeah. it was uh, December thirtieth, two thousand sixteen. So she has. I mean, this is just unreal. She lost. She lost to Kat Zingano. So she beat Jermaine 
Jermaine mm-hmm. Durandamy, am I saying that yeah. right? In 2013, good lord, more than eight years ago. Then she loses to Kat Zinganu about 11 months after that, 10 months after that. Then she beats Bosler. Uh, I don't remember. I think her name's Katie, but she beats McMahon. She beats Shevchenko. She beats Misha Tate. She beats Ronda Rousey in 48 seconds. She beats Shevchenko again. Raquel Pennington. Cyborg. Holly Holm. Durandamy again. Felicia Spencer. Megan Anderson. She's just been on a fucking tear. And for for, uh, Juliana Pena to say, hey, she's never fought anyone like me. That's insane. Yes, she has, actually. (laughs) She's fought everyone like you. And she's beat the shit out of her. I, I, I understand. Be confident, but show some fucking respect. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, someone like like she hasn't fought somebody like me. Anyway, I will be picking Juliana Pena. <laughs> <laughs> There's our it. Bring me, bring me Kayla Harris. There's the intro. <laughs> That's hey, right. Dana White confirmed that he's been talking to her on Twitter. So, yes, he did. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Where's Jeff? Anyway, let's talk about the main event that's coming up on Saturday. We have a lightweight title matchup. It's a big one. And it is Charles Dubronx Oliveira and Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Uh, I made like a PNP song for the picks. <laughs> feel silly when i forgot talk amongst yourselves <laughs> about this fight and then i'll play the theme song rudely <laughs> when i'm ready <laughs> okay you you got in my head a little bit with this one ryan i'm gonna be honest How so? well i have been i have been riding the poirier train pretty hard and i love conor mcgregor but i mean at some point right uh, we've all got to start making excuses for him as well documented <laughs> so I think Dustin is so skilled. I, I don't see holes in his game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then you were like, hey, how come no one respects Charles Oliveira? And I was like, oh, fuck, they don't. <laughs> and and there, the, in sports, man, there is something to that. Sometimes. Uh, anyway. the, we don't get any respect. It's that yeah, the, the no team. one believes in us thing. Absolutely. Nobody believed in us, and then we won the championship. So he's already won the championship. The The, the disrespect is... He's the fucking underdog in his first title defense. Like, (laughs) really? I mean, I I agree. Statistically, Dustin Poirier Poirier has fought better competition. You look at Charles Oliveira and his last few fights, that's where the bulk of the top-end talent that he's faced, yes, he's beaten them. Mm -hmm. And he's won in pretty dynamic fashion as well. Except that he very nearly lost to Michael Chandler. Exactly. And that's what keeps going back to me is uh, a few more seconds, right, in round number one. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's over. Somewhat saved by the bell. To his point, he rallied. He came back. Yeah, he broke. He broke Chandler. Mm-hmm. And you cannot underestimate the fact that this guy can snatch up just about anything if you give him a small opportunity a neck he'll take an arm he'll throw a triangle on you there's a reason why he has the most submission finishes in the ufc history because he's that good he's like we used to give uh brian ortega all this 
kudos, kudos and respect for his ability just to snap on a submission. And he doesn't have nearly as many submission victories as this gentleman here who can just do the same thing. And he's far more effective. And I think that he's really rounded out his entire game. He can wrestle in reverse and keep it standing if he wants to. His striking is like night and day from when he first came into the UFC. Mm -hmm. And I say all this, and I still think Hmm. Dustin Poirier is, is going to break him down because Dustin Poirier is not going to get finished. He has too much. I mean, he's got too much (laughs) fighter sense to put himself into a bad position. And then he can take it. We've seen him take it. He fought. He's fought in Connor three times officially now. He he beat Max Holloway, right? And we think about Max Holloway in terms of his volume striking. Might not be the most dynamic and powerful puncher, but in terms of volume and striking accuracy, he's fantastic. And he beat him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all that being said, he probably hasn't faced the type of submission grappler to the at the level that Charles Oliveira is, but I don't see Dustin getting sucked into that. He's smart enough to if, if he's gonna try and pull guard or go to the ground, he's he's gonna take a step back, he's gonna have him get back to his feet. And then he's going to put the pressure on him. I see him definitely controlling the center of the octagon and then using some leg kicks. And then he's just in close. I think he has really good, really good short hooks. And I think that's going to be the difference. I, I I see a stoppage right around like round three, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think. Charlie Olives, who I, I did not realize until last week's actual nickname is Do mm-hmm. Bronx. I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't think he can stop him. I don't think people talk enough about Dustin's jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll look at Dustin getting out of that choke from Connor. Like he was, he was that choke. Connor submits yeah. anybody else. He was that. in Absolutely. and he acknowledged that that choke was locked. And if it was anybody uh-huh. else, it would they they would have tapped, but he, like Ryan said, does not get finished. And like Dom said, his jujitsu is underrated. And uh, I think that Dubronx has the early advantage when they're sweatless, uh, and if he's lucky. But I think that the distance management is there with the kicks. And um, I think you're right. Maybe a, a leg kick followed by a good combo will will take this down in the third. I I will add this mm-hmm. though. Charles Oliveira had Michael Chandler's back and Chandler just hand fought him out of it pretty expertly. That was very people. Again, I love Michael Chandler, right? I get it. I'm biased, but (laughs) to Ryan's point, that first round is a little bit longer. Chandler did a lot. Oliveira had a moment in that fight and capitalized on it. Okay, great. But it's real close to going the other way. And I, I just don't think you are that lucky against Poirier. Well, let's make our picks. Oh, yeah, the PNP picks. Brought to you by Rough Drive Kings. Not a really Rough Drive Kings. <laughs> cool. All right, gents. <laughs> 
Okay, cool. <laughs> now that we're well, before we get going, let's take a look at the standings here. Uh, after several weeks of the <laughs> PNP picks, as you all know, we start with 50k for each one of these cards. So we have 50k to play with because we're fucking ballers like that. And um, thus far, after many, many, many weeks, Dom is still in the lead, and he's plus seven grand. <laughs> I'm writing one very good. You are one of you are, uh, Ryan. You're down sixteen, which is not bad when you're uh, when you're a compulsive gambler like me. And uh, <laughs> you're down seventy one no, G's. So. <laughs> But uh, this is the one that's going to turn it around, guys. I can feel it. You know what? And this means we're for sure losing every single bet. I also feel good about this. <laughs> I feel so good about this. <laughs> Why don't we just go with the main event? Um, I, I'm going to tell you guys in advance that because there's like no money to be made on this card, except for in the props. Um, my initial plan... It, and I'm dead serious. It's not just because it's Ryan's upcoming birthday. <laughs> Was to just do straight picks. Unless Ryan picked a prop. <laughs> then I would pick whatever Ryan picked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I'm just going to kind of go go with it. Why don't we start with the first fight since we just talked about it? Okay. Oh, you want to yeah. go with the main event? Yeah. Okay. Dustin Poirier, Charles Oliveira. I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm going with Poirier. Uh, I haven't necessarily decided wh- how yet. Uh, should I bring up those lines? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Please do. Okay. Uh, anything particular? I was gonna look at uh, Poirier by TKO in three. See, I like him by TKO slash stoppage inside of three. I would like to be able to add submission to that. Okay. Poirier wins. I just don't really know how to do it. By submission or TKO? Inside any, of three Any rounds. win I, inside I, is a plus 100. Hmm. A, uh, a win by any TKO KO is plus 110. But that one's further up. Ugh. So that's okay. Yeah, plus one ten. That's in inside of five, though. What about inside of three? Uh, scroll down. Those ones are usually at the bottom. Uh, yeah. Uh, fight ends in round three. Ah, uh, there's Poirier wins by TK in the specific round. By a specific round. <laughs> That's it. So they didn't have it by that. Okay. And, and what's Poirier by by KO TKO plus a hundred? Okay, I'll take I'll take ten thousand. Yeah, I'm gonna take five on that. Just give me the whole fight. That's fine. Alrighty. <laughs> cool. And you are doing. He's got 10k. You're doing five. I'm also going to be doing uh, 10k. I think we all have the same bet in different amounts. 
Fuck it. I'm gonna just I'm gonna get in the boat with you guys. The banana boat? <laughs> the, banana the banana boat. boat. Alrighty, we've got forty grand left. And we all got the same thing, so I'm not even gonna fill it out. Nunez Pena. Alright. Let's bring up the props on this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Are they even gonna like have options for if Pena wins? <laughs> what is that under two and a half? Minus two twenty interesting. Fight doesn't go to decision. Minus forfeit. Oh my. <laughs> wow. Hey, someone's gonna beat her at some point, right? It's not going to be on Saturday, but someone is going to. I also, but also maybe not. She's already a she's a minus one sixty five by TKO KO. Jesus. Plus four hundred for a submission. That would be something, right? I'll beat you at your own Yeah, game. I'm gonna take Nunez by decision. decision? I'm gonna Plus hope 400. that that Pena can withstand the barrage and will put up enough of the fight of a fight with her grappling. And she's a pretty damn skilled wrestler, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do five I'm gonna do five grand on Pena or on, on you know that would, that would make it a very boring fight if that's how that plays I out. think it will be a very boring fight. <laughs> You've got Nunez by decision yep. at plus four hundred, and I'm only gonna do five k. I got KO, TKO. I don't have a specific round. I'll, I'll take them the minus 165 on that for 5K. Can I have... The odds on Nunez by KO TKO in round two. Uh, Nunez by Plus five hundred. Okay, I'll take five thousand on that. Okay. Two. It's amazing to me, even though it shouldn't be, that that i mean i guess it makes sense because this is basic props are like a weird mini parlay you know <laughs> just in that yeah it's plus 500 by ko in the second whereas if you just pick by ko it's fucking it's barely a return well you're cutting out yeah. you know 80 percent of the <laughs> the fight right so you're 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 taking a bigger risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Ponzinibbio. Coin flip there. I almost don't want to bet it because I don't care. <laughs> Actually, I'm just kidding. I yeah. I think Ponzinibbio is going to finish this. I, uh, I'm just going to pick Ponzinibbio inside the distance. Most likely. 
plus 200. I'll join you on that for 5,000. That's what I was going to do. And I'll be dipping some some nice fresh baked bread into some chimichurri sauce while I watch. <laughs> I might be watching uh, with AJ. Cool. And uh, his dad. His dad is out here visiting. Good guy. I got uh, the Argentine by decision. 5,000. Do you have the odds on that in front of you? No. Okay. It's okay. Plants and even plus plus okay. 275. <laughs> it's right there. No worries. Surprise, surprise. Ponzinibbio inside. Oh, the distance. Uh, I'm going to put inside distance so I'm not confused. And we got France and Garbrandt here. And, jeez, uh, uh, this is a fun one. What do you guys think? I will go first, if you don't mind. I will take Garbrandt inside of three rounds. I don't even know what the odds Okay, let's go find it. Garbrandt inside three. Oh, that would just be inside. Have it would just option. be inside because it's a three-round fight. Silly. Oh, oh, uh, then give me inside two. But can we get Garbrandt specifically that way? I don't think so, right? Uh, you got Garbrandt in... Uh, right there, inside a distance, plus 150. I will put a cool 15,000. Good, good gravy. 15 on Cody inside the distance. Nice. What are you thinking, Ryan? I'm thinking Garbrandt decision. Uh, that's a plus 350. And I'll take, uh, I'll take 5k on that. I think Cody by decision is bad for his long-term prospects. You think so? I think he he gets more buzz for himself or, or keeps it going or whatever we want to say about it if he can stop. Displays the power. I don't think you're wrong. I just, my concern is what's he really going to look like in his first fight at Flyweight? Oh, for sure. That's my concern. It's a legit concern for sure. That's exactly why I'm going to pick France. Mm-hmm. Are you? I'm going to pick France by TKO in round one. Wow. I think he's going to no finish him. Plus 900. <laughs> Has, when was the last time Cody was finished in the first round? That's a great question. I was just looking at his See last what I did there? I am, I am very sure it hasn't happened. Uh, Pedro Munoz knocked him out in the first round. Mm-hmm. Did he? 452. UFC That's right. 235. That's right. Right at the end of the first round. That's right. And then... Because Cody got aggressive and pressured him when he shouldn't have. And then prior to that, his last fight was against TJ, where he got knocked out in the first round at 410. No, he got knocked out in the second that round. The, that, was that was the first, first fight. fight. The second fight, he got yeah, knocked out in the first right. round. All right, fine. Fine. <laughs> but we're going to pretend that Kaikara France is, is TJ Dillashaw? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he's ever really displayed that kind of um, striking prowess. But, hey, if the man's dehydrated, the man's dehydrated. <laughs> yep. 
Very true. Nice. There we are. Now we got Paiva O'Malley. Are we taking any props on this? Or is uh or is this a straight shooter? Because I, I, I genuinely don't know. Hmm. I got uh let's see. Money show me money wise. I have 20. Dom, you got 15. Ryan, you have 25 left. Oh, wow. How many fights do we have left to pick? Uh, Preferably two. Paiva and O'Malley. And then Emmett Ige is the last prelim. But the other ones that I picked are fun ones. <laughs> cool. So. Okay. Uh, show me O'Malley by decision. Oh, Mally by decision. Plus 200. Here it is. Yeah, give me 10K on that. I was leaning the same way myself. O'Reilly. O'Reilly. <laughs> That's plus 200? Yeah. 10,000 fictional dollars. I will place the rest of my money on O'Malley inside the distance at plus one. Okay. And I want to be clear. I don't feel great about it. Okay. But we're, we're going to have to see it from him at some point. I feel like he knows that. At least I hope he does. And I'll take even money on, on that chance. Yeah. <sighs> I am I'm very torn I'm very torn wait let me I guess okay I'm sorry I guess inside the distance you also get submission yeah mm -hmm. is why the odds are worse I, I want to change that to O'Malley by TKO at plus one sure yep just the tiniest little difference because I don't actually think he's going yeah. to submit is really why I'm just switch the the word the verbiage there in fairness to John by Pico. Uh or K, but you know. Uh you know what? I'm The Paiva by knockout though is also plus one ten. <laughs> which tells me that Vegas knows something about him that we don't. <laughs> No contest is minus 10,000. <laughs> Plus 1,100 inside of a minute. I don't hate it either. <laughs> that's what I was, that's exactly what I was looking at. Ah, uh, wow. Did you see that either fighter wins by TKO was a minus 110? Yeah. And yeah, either fighter gets points deducted. Two thousand. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, oh, not terrible. I'm gonna pick that. I'm gonna. You know what? Ooh, either fighter by split decision. Mm. I'm gonna take that. Plus six hundred. And I'm not even gonna pick either one. 
either okay. by split. I don't. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, I'm gonna dump. I. I think if it goes split, I think it's O'Malley. I do too. But uh, that's just because judges are. Yeah. More. I got 10k. Ryan, you got 15. Um, I only wanted to pick two of these myself. Okay. I want to bet on Tai Tuivasa because I love Tai Tuivasa. He's ever okay. he's my favorite American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite American is Brandon Moreno. <laughs> North American. <laughs> yeah, my favorite North American. You think Venezuelans on Americans, bro? Yeah, exactly. No, they're Southies. Uh, I just wanna I just wanna bet on two of Vasa to win my knockout. And I also would like to win, uh, to bet on Jordan Wright to win by. Okay. I will, I have 15K left. Yeah. Give me 7,500 on Munoz to win by knockout and Emmett to win by knockout. I love that. That's a fun time. That was Munoz by. KOTKO. And your other one was Emmett. Same? Same. Don't put me in the don't put me in A's, uh, bro. But that's what I want, so might as well. Oh, okay. Uh Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills Ninja. Yep. One of the best nicknames in the That's why I'm picking on him. But he's also Also, surprisingly good. He is surprisingly good. He is very unassuming mm-hmm. when you look at him. You're like, that guy fights? Oh, wait. He does fight, and he knocks people out. Yep. Okay, you got 7,500 split across these. I'm confident in this. And I'm pretty confident in this. Oops. I left off a zero. Oh, boy. There we go. Oh, and boy. we got to get the odds on those. So... Let's find the odds. Bring that shit up. Bring up the shit. Give us the shit. We want the shit. And I'm not going to bet on Sakai anymore. I just want to say your Emmett one reminded me that he was fighting. Uh, Emmett, you've got him by TKO. Yes, that's fine. Emmett wins by plus 250. I am so sorry, gentlemen. That was the lamest burp, <laughs> and it was just... Just rude. Just, just a rude guy. Uh, where was the other one? Pedro Munoz. You, Pedro Munoz, by TK. Plus 350. Pedro's yes. And my right... Oh wow, he's an underdog in the fight. I was a little bit surprised. 650? 650, yeah. Nice. So our potential payouts. I have the potential payout of 286,000 if I win everything, because I always pick a bunch of dumb shit. Dom 135. 
off your 50 grand. Good luck, sir. Almost three times. Ryan, 160. Almost a little over three times. That's going to be a fun event. I Stupendous. I look forward to sharing the time with you gentlemen on Discord which our PNP fans can all go to the P uh, the pretty neat podcast.com where they can follow us on everything, join our discord where we chat and uh, it's just us. So you'll be a VIP immediately. Uh, there's like three That's other right. people, but they don't say things uh, because they they don't have the, the courage it takes to be a podcast host. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I've yeah. hosted podcasts like with the people that are in the shit. Anyway, go to the pretty neat podcast. Got go to prettyneatpodcast.com, buy merchandise and tell your friends, join our twitters and uh, go to UFC 270 in Anaheim in January so you can come hang out with us. We'll be wearing our shirts till we buy better ones there. <laughs> And uh, yeah, man. Highway to the danger zone. You guys have uh, party, parting words for our listeners? Hmm. Kayla 2022. She's coming. No, no, no. no. Smollett 24. Who? <laughs> Smollett. Oh, geez. That, wait, Sm- oh, is that the actor guy? Yeah. Subway, be fresh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think I'll end it over there. <laughs> Smell that twenty. I uh, look forward to seeing you guys next week. Deuces. Bye. <laughs> Thursday.